in today's show. Let's look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need or you don't want and can even negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to look at the waiver wire. Obviously, things are a bit of a shit show with guys getting signed. Bloody Joe Johnson, 50-year-old Joe Johnson. He's not 50. I think he's like 42. Uh, Joe Johnson got signed by the Celtics today. Random players coming back all over the shop. I'm not going to be touching on these guys you might get one game out of, and even then it's going to be for 20-team leagues. So don't overreact to the big names um, players. But we're going to be looking at things for this week, uh, for the short term, for the long term, and yeah, how we can try and take advantage of maybe some of the chaos that is going on in the NBA at the moment. So let's have a look now at the most added players over the last little bit of time in the NBA. Number one is Onyeka Okongwu. I love this bloke. I really think he's going to be a very, very good player. And if this was two weeks later, I'd be all over this. I still think he's worth a grab because Clint Capella's in the health and safety protocols. But Okongwu's played one game this season coming back from shoulder injury, shoulder surgery. I hope that they just say play 30 minutes. I'm not sure that he's 100% going to be ready for that. If they play Gorgie Jeng 30 minutes, Gorgie Jeng's a great pickup. But if it's a Kong, you know, I, I, would, I would think they would go with a Kongwu. They played a Kongwu like 15 minutes or whatever as the backup in his first game, and Jeng didn't play, so that's encouraging. But can he play the full 28-minute Clint Capella role? Will they play 24 minutes apiece? Will they play 20 minutes apiece and Collins plays the rest of the minutes at center? That's my worry. I would much rather take the flyer on a Kongwu, and I think he is a really, really good ad. DeMarcus Cousins, also one of the most highly added players. Um... Yeah, sure. There's no Giannis and no Bobby Portis, I know. And the other options are Sandro Mamakalashvili and Thanasis Antetokounmpo. They're not great options there. So Cousins is going to have to play quite a bit. And he does still have a relatively fantasy-friendly game. I don't mind adding him with both of those blokes out. This is not a long-term situation. Neither is a Kongwu, of course, unless you're in a dynasty league. It's not a long-term situation here for Cousins. But for the rest of the week, games on Christmas, games today, um, he is a solid enough ad. I'm less interested in the Jordan Wara of it all. Jordan Wara played 38 and 42 minutes the last two games. Both of those without Chris Middleton. One of those without Drew Holiday. And without Grayson Allen in one of those games as well. He put up good numbers for sure. But Middleton, Holiday, Allen, Connaughton, these guys are all going to be back and starting in today's action. And Rodney Hood will be back as well. I'm not sure that Wara is playing 30 plus minutes. In fact, I'm pretty confident he won't. It'll be Holiday, Allen, Middleton. Connaughton, Cousins, would be the starters, I would guess. Nwora get, and George Hill getting those bench minutes. Maybe he gets 20. As a stream option, all right, I get it. Um, you get some value, but I think those last two games were those last two games, and Nwora is not going to do what he did in those ones. We'll see. I do like adding the Discman, Chetty Osman. Um, CD. 
I like adding him here again with the Coro out. There is a big opportunity for him. Of course, Evan Mobley also sidelined in Cleveland. Um, Osmond should be able to push up more minutes. He can get some assists. He can hit some threes. He's shooting the three ball really well this year. There is some value in Osmond, I think. And with Alex Caruso, Zach Levine out, yeah, adding Kobe White for a short-term ad is fine. Now, that literally might be one game because Levine is expected back um, the day after Christmas. Caruso might be back then. We don't know. But a whole bunch of their health and safety protocols blokes are going to be returning straight after Christmas. So it might be one game for Kobe White, and I don't think he has long-term value. Chuma Akiki um, and Robin Lopez, two of the Magic players there. Of course, this is because of the absence of Wendell Carter Jr., Terrence Ross. Um, Cole Anthony's been dealing with ankle problems as well, and, and that is really boosting up Chuma's value. At this point of me recording, I don't even know whether Wendell or Cole are going to play in Wednesday's game. And if Wendell plays, that does reduce uh, Robin Lopez and Akiki's value down. Now, they are worth having a crack at today, but long-term, they're not going to be options. Um, the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, I like him in the short term with Adebayo, Tucker, and Butler all sidelined. There is some value in him. The Big Stiffy Bones, Highland. Out of all this list, I think Highland has the biggest chance of being able to maintain 12-team league value all season. Maybe Osmond's the other one, but Highland is a guy that is playing here 24-25 minutes. He can push into that role consistently. He's battling Faku and Austin Rivers and even Monty Morris and Barton can get hurt at any point with his knee problems. So he's the guy that I think has got the longest term upside there. And then his teammate in Denver. My name is Jeff. Jeff Green. Been getting a few ads recently. And again, he's very hot and cold. He's playing well at the moment. So it's not a bad ad, but don't be afraid to add him. And when it goes bust, you drop him in and move other blokes in and out of your uh, in and out of your fantasy lineup. That's how we do things. All right, guys. Yeah, I've been telling you about Prize Picks for a long time. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You need to sign up now, and you can do that because Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer offer for all of the listeners here. Fifty bucks free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. Is that is that right? Jesus Christ. That's right. An exclusive offer available to locked on fans only who use code NBA. 50 bucks free if one of your players scores a point. Wow, that should be pretty easy. PricePix has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PricePix offers more NBA DFS props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench guys. Shout out Sandra Mamakalashvili. So you can put whoever you want in, especially in these times. That is super, super useful. So on Price Picks, you pick two to five players and they get an over-under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on your entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers. Yeah, you can go in there now with the, the matchups today. There's so much opportunity. Okongwu, check, check his rebound over-under number. It's going to be pretty interesting. Check Robin Lopez's once we hear Wendell Carter's news. You might be able to hit the over or the under on that depending on Carter's status. Combine them together and there you go. You can use the award-winning app, or you can use the App Store or Google Play, or which you can get on the App Store or Google Play. And uh, PricePix offers safe and fast withdrawals. So go to pricepix.com today, or download that app. All, the, all users who deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first PricePix entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first PricePix entry scores a single point. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. That's that's not even made easy. That is made extraordinarily easy because that getting one point not that hard to do. Um, you listen to uh, podcasts for the power of the inside track. 
you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to the latest episodes of Locked On Fantasy Basketball and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can share all of the insights, and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Give you details now on some players that I believe are droppable players. Couple Lakers to start things out. Isaiah Thomas and Taylor Horton Tucker. Isaiah Thomas, pretty obvious. Players are coming back from protocols. He's not good. He had that one game in his first game where he did really clean up in garbage time. It's a clear drop in 12 and 14 team leagues. And Taylor Horton Tucker, the promise is there with this bloke. He just doesn't deliver. I know the opportunity is there for him without Anthony Davis. And if you wanted to hold on to him because of that opportunity, I get it. But I don't know that the upside is high enough to deal with all the disappointments. Tyus Jones, the most obvious drop you'll ever see. Ja Morant's back. He's injured with a finger issue. Just drop him. He provided good service. Thank you for your commitment, Tyus Jones, but we'll see you later. We'll see you down the track if Ja gets hurt again. A um, couple of hyphens here. Contavious Caldwell-Pope in the COVID protocols. Not good enough to hold through. Like a guy like Bobby Porter, someone asked me today. Yes, Bobby Portis is good enough to hold through the COVID protocols. All right, he's valuable enough. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is not. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. It's pretty rough to drop him after yesterday's game. And I probably wouldn't. In fact, I would try to sell him to see if he can get anything back. But he's been shit house all season. He had one good game against Portland, who's not good. Will it continue? Almost definitely not. So just look at him as a guy that is going to be expendable. Same with Kali Oubre. Maybe you hold until Cody Martin returns, until we get clarification on Gordon Haywood and his back injury. But I do not believe that Oubre is going to be able to maintain 12-team league value. Hold now. Maybe the sell-high window reopens. But don't look at him long term. Pat Mills, again, it is a harder one, but they've been out of action for so long. The Nets' next game's already postponed. There is going to be the return of Kyrie Irving, and then James Harden, and then Joe Harris. And Mills is really just a three point specialist at this stage. Garrison Matthews, Gary Bird. Jalen Green's going to be back tomorrow. That probably pushes Matthews to the bench. If not, it at least reduces his role. He hasn't been absolutely dominating anyway, and he's not that good. He's solid enough as a rotation guy, but he's not going to be a 12-team league player. So if you do need to move on, consider him a drop. And Spencer Dinwiddie, just been shit outs. Now, he will be better. He'll be much better than he's been. But is it enough to justify a 12-team league roster spot? Probably not. In a 14-team league, I would, I would almost definitely hold. But in a 12, I'll see you later. In fact, Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! Thank you. Some must-roster players. And you know what I mean by must-roster? These guys are sitting on your waiver wire. Just have a look and go, well, what are they doing? I probably should be finding space for them. The first one might be controversial, but I think Kelly Linux is a must-roster guy. I don't know exactly when he's back, but it literally could be in a week's time. With no Jeremy Grant, with Isaiah Stewart continuing to be eh. And that's not to say that Linux will replace Stewart or start over him, but it might keep Stewart to 26 minutes. Or Stewart still might play 30 because Jeremy Grant's not there and they might start Linux in this spot. And Alinek is a top 100 guy if he plays 25 minutes. And it's not a hard bar to get with Stewart's struggles and Jeremy Grant's injury. So if you've got some ability to stash, or if you say wiped out with COVID at the moment, and you've got seven blokes out, and you're going to lose this week anyway, grab him. And let's see if we get some updates. 
Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks. A couple of Grizzlies guys. Yes, I am worried about how the shot distribution will all shake out with Jar back, but that's fine. You roster these guys now. You expect drop-offs from both of those guys, but they're still, I think, must-roster players. Josh the Hitman Hart, Alex Caruso, two guys who I think get a little bit underrated in fantasy, probably must-roster guys. Alec Burks. Alec Berg. I know, he's shooting terribly, like 20%. Look, really bad. But the minutes are sky high. He's still getting good rebounds and assists. He's a guy that I'm holding. A couple of centers. Dan Gafford and Isaiah Hartenstein. Now, Hartenstein's out at the moment, but I think in his he should get 20 minutes a night at least, and that's enough for me to hold. And I, I do think there is room for that to actually grow as the season goes on. Dan Gafford, clear must roster. Jared Vanderbilt out with COVID protocols. Unlike, um, you're talking about KCP earlier, Vanderbilt's much better than that. If he gets dropped, and he is available in a lot of spots, Vanderbilt, I would add him and deal with the, the, the week's absence. And then Monty Morris, I think, has moved into must-roster territory. I'm not convinced that he will stay there long-term, but he is there at the moment, and you know, we need to pay attention to that. Quite obviously, we also need to pay attention to the fact that in this pandemic, which, of course, is frustrating, right? we have signed up for subscriptions left, right, and center. Are you able to keep track of them all? I'm sure you can't, because it's just too many. And these things are just going to be charging your bank account ongoing. And that's why Truebill is here. Truebill is the new app to help you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year using Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over 100 million. Bucks. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at truebill.com slash locked on MBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on MBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on MBA. Let's look at some upside grab type players. And I've just got to say that and I forgot to uh, actually edit the list on that. So I'll do that right now. All right, now that we've got that sorted, some upside grab players to take a look at. Again, these are ones that may not pay off, but they're ones to just pay attention to. Stash, if you've got the ability, or at least put on your watch list. Joshua Primo in San Antonio. There is some players that need to move or out of the rotation for him to get that chance. Bryn Forbes, I'm looking at you. But if the Spurs make their first in-season trade at any point, then maybe a guy like, say, a Lonnie Walker or a Bryn Forbes or one of those blokes can move on. Doug McDermott opening up minutes there. And I think Primo's got some ability to be an interesting, yeah, sort of immediate, moderate size league um, contributor with his threes and maybe some defensive stats. Sacramento, they're always primed for a blow-up, and I really like Luke King's upside. There's obviously a hole on the wing there. Chemezi Metu's filling that at the moment, but there's no guarantee that Metu or Davis or Bagley or Barnes or any of these blokes or Heald remains on this team. And I think King, who is on a two-way, could be promoted at some point, and two-ways are unlimited now anyway in terms of games they can play. I think King, especially later in the season, could establish himself as a 25-minute-a-night player. Juice McBride, it needs your mate uh, Tom Thibodeau to realize that rookies can actually contribute. And he, to be fair to Tom, he did it with quickly last year. He didn't play him anywhere near enough, but he played him regularly. I think McBride, with his defensive tenacity, he's a good shooter, decent passer as well, but really defensively is where he brings it. There is an opportunity for him in this rotation. And keep an eye on him. I think he's got a really fantasy-friendly game. Finally, we saw in New Orleans, Trey Murphy play more minutes than Garrett Temple. This needs to be the staple. He needs to play 25 minutes a night plus. Things are not going well in New Orleans. Actually, they're going better now, but they're not going particularly well. So there is there should be a chance for Murphy to continue to improve and get more minutes. Jalen McDaniels, that's the Charlotte guy. 
And I say this because I think he's got some ability. There are a bunch of wings there. Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre, Gordon Haywood, Terry Rozier, who's more of a guard than a wing, obviously. But the Hornets, he's getting rotation minutes now. And you just feel like something might happen. PJ Washington might get moved. Oubre might get traded. Something might happen with this team. Consolidation, move a couple of pieces in and go grab. Maybe it includes trading Jalen McDaniels and uh, Mason Plumley for Miles Turner. And then there's an opportunity for him in Indiana if they blow things up. He's just think he's a name to watch because I feel like Charlotte's going to make a move. He might be included in that move or opportunities might open up for him. Josh Christopher in Houston, I really, really be- believe this one. I think they should be giving minutes to him over um, Armani Brooks and Garrison Matthews. And I think it will happen later in the year that we see 25, 28 minutes a night from Josh and he becomes a 12-team league guy. While Saban Lee, he's worth grabbing now. I don't know whether they'll give up on Killian Hayes and, and start Lee over him, but I can see 26 minutes a night for Saban Lee once we hit February very easily. And then his steals alone would make him a 12-team league guy in that sort of situation. Lastly, let's look at some other names that are worth mentioning. Denny Avdia, Cole Kuzma shit, Ruhachimura is still out, Contavious Kowal-Pope is out. Avdia might get a start here. He can put up some good defensive stats. He can be a good rebounder. He's at least a 14-team league ad, but he's worth considering in 12s. Cameron Payne's producing 12-team league value. And with the Suns continuing to kill players, he's playing 20-plus a night. He's really good. In that role, he is amazing. If Chris Paul ever misses time, holy shit, he's going to be an excellent ad. But Chris Paul apparently is now indestructible after being destructible prior to that in his career. Campaign's a great ad, and his teammate, JaVale McGee, literally the best streamer you can have on a day the Suns play. I wouldn't necessarily think he's must-hold, but if you're going to add him in every time they play, then maybe he is. He's getting double-doubles in like 17 minutes. He's blocking shots. He's got high field goal percentage. He's been great. One of the best signings of the season. Faku. Faku Kampazo putting up some good assists and steals, hitting some threes in Denver. He's been a good short-term ad, a nice streamer. I'm not sure that continues, but he's been good. And with Andy Wiggins and Jordan Poole out in Golden State, and now Andre Iguodala's knee swelling up again, Otto Porter really turned it back last game. I don't trust that they're going to play him 30 minutes. But there is at least some appeal in the short term for Otto. Um, Dean Wade with um, uh, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley out. Wadey is going to have some short-term 12-team league value. And then back to Golden State. Should have put this with Porter. Damian Lee can be a really interesting points league and points category guy to stream in because he scores and he hits threes. He doesn't do a huge amount else, but his role is going to be elevated with Poole and Wiggins on the sidelines. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to check out, maybe check out Lockdown Warriors. We've got new hosts over there, Cyrus and Dita. Go check out the Lockdown Warriors podcast. They can tell you about Otto Porter and Damian Lee, but also follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.